Welcome back to the world's okayest podcast, The 643 Conspiracy. I'm your host, Hank. Once again, I'm joined by my co-host, Drew. Drew, my brother, how are you? What's up, man? The world's okayest podcast. I love it. You like that, my, huh? <laughs> that's fantastic, buddy. My One of the guys I work with has a mug on his desk that says, world's okayest detective. There you go. There you go. <laughs> man, life's kind of been crazy since we recorded last, huh? Yeah, it's it's been a little busy, man. Been a little busy. Had some, uh, you know, health stuff going on with the kids, but everybody's feeling good now, so we're back in action. Hey, I know I was I was seriously doing some serious praying for your girl, man. You know, I, I hate to hear anybody goes through anything with their kids, man. But yeah, that's not the only thing we've had going on. I am proud to announce that the Six Four Three Conspiracy Podcast has now partnered up with Pure Pet Wellness, and it it to me is a great opportunity to help get Nico, the, the guy who runs this company, his name out there because I completely believe in his company. It's a family-owned and operated, completely American-sourced uh, animal CBD line. You can get everything from sprays to oils to uh, balms, creams you can rub on. And I'm excited. I've got a package that should be here by Saturday. I, I placed me an order last weekend. I'm excited to see how the dogs like it. Some some cream for their paws to try to get them a little more moisturized and healthy. So going forward, um, if any of our listeners want to go check out Nico and his product line, go to purepetwellness.com. Use promo code 643 at checkout to receive 20% off your orders. Like I said, it's a home uh, home run, family-based operation from California. Uh, everything is completely done here in America. All the ingredients, all of the production, marketing, distribution, it's all here in the USA. So let's support small business and uh, a great guy like Nico, who we should be having on the show Sunday, and we're going to talk more about his company and all that so we can all you know, figure out what's going on over there with Pure Pet Wellness, but I'm excited for that. Once again, if anybody uh, wants to go to purepetwellness.com, uh, use promo code 643 at checkout, get 20% off. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm excited too, man, because, uh, you know, we have a little dog ourselves and she suffers from all kinds of anxiety with the storms and stuff. And yeah, we sure. give her CBD right now. So I'm excited to try some of this new CBD stuff. Yeah, uh, for sure. You know, man. especially. Uh, American made and all that stuff that'll be great for her. So absolutely, and he he's he it's it's human grade. You can take the stuff yourself. You can use the oils and the creams on yourself, uh, because he himself has said, and I've heard it from his mouth that he would not put anything on his dog that he would not put on himself. So that's pretty cool. You know, it, he seems to have a really good thing going over there. I'm happy to be partnered up with him, and I'm I'm excited to see where that goes. Uh, before we I'm, jump in, yeah, I'm excited too, man. Yeah, before we jump into anything further, I want to give a huge shout out to Chef over at uh, the Sunday Night Secret Society podcast. Uh, hit me up last night, reached out, you know, sent his condolences uh, to Crystal and the family about Ryan. He said he was really touched by hearing uh, a couple of different other guys talk about everything. And so 
you know, we might be linking up for an episode with them soon, but I just, I want to give a shout out to you, chef. If you hear this, man, I appreciate it. Uh, I love your show and it meant the world to me that you've reached out just to, just to say, Hey man, but, uh, that's about all the housekeeping and everything I want to take care of front. Uh, if, if we do one more ranking show, I'm probably going to choke myself. So I figured today <laughs> we'd just go over a few, uh, jumped on ESPN, talk about some of the headlines that you can, you know, you see pulling up. And then I found a little conspiracy that circulates around the baseball world a little bit that I, I'm really looking forward to seeing what you got to say on it. But yeah, I'm excited, man, especially, you know, just the, the little snippet that you gave me earlier. I'm excited to see, uh, I never thought about anything that it, you know, I never thought about the game of baseball the way that it kind of presents. But I guess some of the biggest news right now in the baseball world is, uh, Aaron judge going down on the 10 day IL with a quote unquote toe injury. I uh, do know that this act, uh, this 10-day IL stint is retroactive to the fourth, so technically he's already been on it for this would be the third day. But uh, that's kind of huge for the Yankees. You know, they're, they're really playing some good ball up there, but it kind of seems to be centered around Aaron Judge going. He's really found his groove at the plate, been hitting a lot of home runs here recently. It seems like that's all he does, even when he makes weak contact, is sends it over the wall, which I know at Yankee Stadium that's not necessarily hard to do to either foul pole, but that that's going to hurt him. It's, it's going to be, you know, one of those things you got to see what they ha- what happens in this. Do they end up going, you know, 500 ball over this next 10 or – you know, they could completely fall out of – not completely, but they really could hurt themselves in this AL East race that really doesn't yeah. have much room to give for any one team. Yeah, and I, I saw the highlight of, uh, you know, when he hurt his foot that that game against the Dodgers, man. That was a great catch. But you could tell right after when he fu- kind of fell into that fence that something was wrong after he tossed that ball. He was squinting a little bit, you know, kind of giving that grimace like, oh, shit, what did I do? So I'm blaming it something... on you for jinxing him for talking about a running barefoot out there chasing his dog. <laughs> hey, that's what he gets, man. I, I told him he needed to focus on baseball and stop focusing on that damn dog. That's right. That's right. Unless that <laughs> but, dog uses products with your pet wellness. That, there you go. Oh, <laughs> oh shit. shameless little plug there. I liked it. Yeah, but, oh. you know, hopefully, like you said, man, hopefully for the Yankees, it's something something small and they can still keep up the ball that they've been playing because, you know, they've been knocking it out of the park. Oh, for sure. I mean, know? it's baseball is always and and this this would have been a, a a a good little line to drop if Ryan was here because, you know, it'd get him going. But baseball is always better with if not the whole Yankees team, at least Aaron Judge is going. You know, exactly. when he's playing is when he's playing good ball, however you want to look at him, whether it be the captain or the villain, it gives you something to talk about. When yeah. Aaron Judge is playing good, that's good baseball. I don't, and I'm a fan of good baseball, regardless of what uniform is, you know, at the plate. If, if you're playing good ball, I want to watch it. Exactly. So have you heard that uh, Canada's on fire? What? Um, there's a big wildfire going on in Canada right now, and I'm assuming it's the southeastern part of Canada because it has New York City shut down. Uh, 
Google real quick a picture of the, the, the New York New York City, right? Like it Canada wildfire because the, the skies, it looks like apocalypto world. It looks like something off of Resident Evil. The skies wow. are just orange. Yeah, that's so crazy. Almost, you know, it's it's crazy. Uh LaGuardia, yeah, yeah. LaGuardia I'm looking at the been completely shut down. Yeah, it's, they have, it's got they've this... grounded all flights in and out of LaGuardia. You know, that's one it's of the a... nation's biggest, busiest or busiest airports. <laughs> but yeah, it's got it's it's got kind of like a a crazy Independence Day type orange yeah. glow. Yeah, it's really over the eerie whole looking. city. Yeah, that that uh, is that's I, crazy. It's not only affecting New York, but I know that Toronto. I think they're in the middle of a homestead. They can't play in Toronto right now because shit's burning everywhere. That's crazy. I had no idea. You know, but uh, Major League this, Baseball uh, has announced it's postponing games in New York and Philadelphia on Wednesday night because of poor air quality caused by smoke from Canadian wildfires. Wow. Yep. The New York Yankees game against the Chicago White Sox was rescheduled as part of a Thursday doubleheader. And the Philadelphia Phillies game against the Detroit Tigers was reset for 6.05 p.m. on Thursday, originally an off day for both teams. Man. This is I mean, this is wild. The National Weather Service issued an air quality alert for New York City saying the New York State Department of Health recommends that individuals consider limiting strenuous outdoor physical activity to reduce the risk of adverse health effects. In Philadelphia, the National Weather Service issued a code red. I'm not exactly sure what code red means, but it's not good. <laughs> no, that does Ron not White sound good would at say all. that's probably time to grab your fucking helmet. <laughs> Put the helmet on. <laughs> yes, sir. Man. So yeah, that's you crazy. Gotta, yeah. yeah, that's a pretty serious situation uh, up there in yeah. Canada. Uh, so Absolutely. Another big injury that we've got going on is the Texas Rangers starting pitcher, oh, Jacob DeGrom. Yes, and I hate to be that guy, but Ryan and I and you and I have been saying it from the jump. The man is a rubber band. Yes, sir. Oh, he's going to pop sooner or later. You're paying for a pitcher that you won't get a full season out of. Yep. Oh, man. He's headed to have surgery with a UCL tear. And you, you know, hate I to hear it. I hate to hear it because you know I, I'm a fan of Degrom, man. He's he, he's a great player. You know, he's a, he's a really good pitcher. Um, but you know, like you said, he's he's a rubber band waiting to pop, man, and it's unfortunate. Yep. Man, and this man hadn't even seen the mound since April 28th. He's been out this whole time. Right. The other yeah, way you can look of, at that, if you're a Texas Rangers fan is he's been out since the 28th, and you're one of the best teams in the league, oh, like the entire MLB, not just the American League. Uh, right. The Rangers are big brother in Texas right now, you know. Yeah, they're they're, they're playing some – They're looking strong down ball on the again. Astros, yeah. Yeah, they're playing some strong ball. And uh, speaking of strong ball, Ellie Cruz getting called up yesterday and smoking that 112-mile-an-hour. Uh, 112-mile-an-hour double. <laughs> Look, I mean, he ripped that ball. Uh, yes, sir, Ellie De La Cruz is going to be the truth. And yeah, I don't even think Cincinnati is a bad place for him to be right now because now their middle infield 
of De La Cruz and Jonathan India is legit. Jonathan India yeah. can, hit, can hit in the big leagues, and he yeah. plays one hell of a second base. So their middle infield is locked up. I forgot they had Jonathan India. Uh, De La Cruz actually has thrown the fastest pitch across the diamond across any org- uh, level in, in ML- MLB and in, in the major or minor leagues at like 100.5 from shortstop to first base. And he made wow. it look effortless. When, when the Cardinals call up Mason Wynn, that's going to be a arch nemesis to each other. Ellie De La Cruz and Mason Wynn, they're basically the same player. It's Ellie De La Cruz is switch hitter. Right. And I think he has overall more power than Mason Wynn. Mason Wynn's a really high contact, really fast, but he right. can throw 100 miles an hour across the diamond from short. Mason Wynn, he's, uh, he's the young kid in the Cardinals organization, yes, right? Yes, sir. Yeah, he's our yeah. young shortstop phenom. Yeah. Yeah, I I, I met him and uh, Jordan Walker uh, this year during spring training. And not only can he play ball, but he carries himself like someone who's kind of been around the league a little bit longer. And when I was watching him in the dugout and doing some other things, I can see that he's leaning on some of the older players. And I think that's going to be good for him in the long run that he's getting that uh, mentorship and discipline in him now absolutely you know that'll absolutely. be good for him i just hope well, the you're Cardinals talking... don't destroy him as far as his progression and letting him naturally don't jordan walker him exactly exactly <laughs> i mean great thing that he's that he's back and he's playing yeah but, you know uh can't imagine how that boy's confidence held on right right you blew his head up bringing him up on you know, opening day. Yep. You know, making a giant oh, oh, deal we out have, of it. He's we he just hit so well in spring training. We can't leave him off the roster. Yes, you can. Right. Yes, you can. You've already got six outfielders on your current forty man without Jordan right. Walker. <laughs> right. You cannot destroy this kid's rhythm that he was in. And look, he hasn't been right since. Right. But I didn't mean to turn that into a cardinal segment. That's all right. Back to Jonathan India. I'm um, looking up, you know, you're talking about him and Ellie Dela Cruz. Apparently the Reds organization is destined to trade that kid and they wanna they wanna trade him for somebody. Wow. I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't do that. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah, it says uh Red second baseman Jonathan India is a missed a bounce back season. He spent some time on the injured list with a hamstring and only hit 249, 327, and 378 in 103 games. But hitting 378, that's a that's a pretty good ball. Yeah. But he said he won rookie of the year. Yeah, 20, right. All right. He had a he he had a down 2022 season. It wasn't as good as his breakout season in well, 2021. Yeah, his but his but everybody had, in 2021 was a rookie year. He was gonna have a slump. It, uh, right exactly it's your sophomore year bro yes. you're just trying to find your feet again you're trying yeah. to make sure that you can stand up here on two legs in the big leagues with everybody else because you're and, actually thinking about what you're doing instead of being a rookie not knowing any damn better just instinctually doing what you do what you do as a baseball player whereas right. pretty much every year from then on you get in your own head over the offseason trying to quote unquote make adjustments 
and you forget how to just go play baseball. And it happens to every single player. I mean, even Nolan Arenado, so the, the best third baseman arguably in baseball right now, he's suspect to it too. He's not having a great year. But he destroyed last year. You know, it, right. it no no player is is uh able to get through their career and not have regressive years. I mean, the National League MVP is having a if you're comparing it to last year, a horrible season. <laughs> right. To the point where I don't even care if he's on the team anymore. We've got a young kid named Luke and Baker who just got called up who has just been destroying for two years straight in Memphis. But yeah, I'm I'm happy for you know Ellie De La Cruz get called up, and I really hope for him and Jonathan India's sake that they get to stay together. They're the Reds have sucked so bad; they've had so many decent draft picks that they're finally starting to come around to the to the big league team. And if they could just keep right. them all together, man, they're going to be a good team. Right. Well, yeah, exactly. And and who knows, man? Hopefully they won't trade them. Hopefully they're you know, looking to keep them, uh, you know, especially with that outfield. I mean, that's, that's going to be hard to, hard to beat. You yes, know? sir. Uh, but I, I don't know. There's a couple people that are looking at them. Uh, you know, the Orioles are looking to trade for them. So, I mean, I, I don't know who they give up, but when's the trade deadline? Is it, it already... I want to say we're still about four to six weeks away from the trade, uh, trade deadline. Yeah, I know we're getting close. August first, yeah. So we still got we still got a while yet. Lots of movement can happen. You know how that works. Yes, sir. We have Brewers. Willie Adamas is back after a scary line drive to the head. Oh yeah, I saw that. He was. Uh, it's been less than two weeks since he was sitting in the dugout and caught a, a foul ball to the dome. It looks like that almost happened. Looks like everything's that okay with him. That almost happened to me this year, man. I, I I sent you a picture of that ball that flew into the dugout this year and almost yeah. smacked me in the damn head. Yeah, no doubt. So That's just see, scary. See, uh, Mr. Peter Alonzo. Hollering at Bryce Elder after he hit a home run. I think that was last night. No, he I didn't. uh he he was going back to the dugout, standing in the dugout, talking about throw it again, throw it again. I'm assuming Bryce Elder might have looked at Pete a little funny. You know Pete's a little little sissy boy. He likes to yeah. throw fits for nothing no reason. So so Bryce probably didn't even look at him. That's probably what Pete was mad at. He didn't even look at me. Right. <laughs> Look at me, hey. bro. But right. uh, yeah. apparently Bryce Elder has no problem with Pete, which, I mean, if you're a rookie, Pete Alonzo just took you deep. And he's talking shit. I mean, that's still a big old boy. Yeah. I mean, it's still a big old man. Uh, yes, sir. And it was a 448-foot home run. So it's not like he got some first seat barely over the wall. Like he, yeah, he got you. I'm not a Pete Alonso fan. I think he's a, <laughs> I think he's a puss. <laughs> I just, I do. 
Yeah, hey, he, and and he wants to talk all that smack. Well, everybody likes to talk smack until they get punched in the mouth. Right? He's the kid that really took PE in school seriously. Like he was the one that just had to win dodgeball every day. Was in there throwing as hard as he could. And like, did you see the footage of him at the at the home run derby this last year? Sitting it like he'll he'll sit in the tunnel by himself with headphones on, won't talk to nobody, and he's just like stroking his bat and just getting locked in for a home run derby. Like, bro, <laughs> everybody else is on the field cutting up. Forty-one-year-old right. Albert Pujols is out there having the time of his life. You're sitting back here like this is like you can't go home if you don't win this thing. <laughs> like, and 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 hold on, let's go back. Forty-one-year-old Albert Pujols. Come on, brother. I mean, 47-year-old. <laughs> come on. Yeah, you you know that man is not 41 years old. No, there he's, is a, no he's closer way. to 50 than he is 40. Absolutely. I think he lied when he lied about getting Well, here. it wasn't. Yeah, it's not. I Listen, dude, that's, that's a big thing over there in the Dominican, brother. And we yeah. talked about it, you know, a couple episodes ago. Yeah, we sure you know, did. Those, those guys there are not like prospects here. That is an absolute lottery ticket for them, and it's the only way out to get out of the poverty that they're stuck in and everything else. But to go back to Jordan Walker, you know, yesterday he he had a nice little home run too. Uh, 110-mile-an-hour fastball ripped a home run yesterday. Nice, nice. So that's always good to see. And uh, I don't know if you still got some other highlights to talk about, but I, I had a little baseball card stuff to talk about. Yeah, let's get into to. that. Go, go. So, you know, Top Series 2 just dropped. So that means uh, all kinds of rookie cards, including Jordan Walker, is going to be in there. Yes, and sir. another thing that's that's really cool that they're doing, and I'm excited, and it's one of the things I'm chasing, and I'm sure you are too, sir, is that uh, those rookie mlb debut patches yeah yeah you know what i'm talking about so this year uh for the first time what they did was um every rookie that got called up on their call-up day they gave them a special patch it's like rookie mlb debut yeah and then what tops is doing is they're taking those game worn patches and putting them as like rpas in cards so that's gonna be that's a hell of a chase dope. yeah dope very dope so that's so, gonna be like some are they gonna be one of ones yeah you'll you'll have a one of one piece of the jersey with the uh you know the rookie mlb debut and yeah. i'm pretty sure from what i was reading on the checklist that they'll have autographs don't hold me to that though but that's still awesome that, that's that's gonna be some big names, especially, uh, you know, so Ella De La Cruz just got called up. So you could look for those. He had one of those patches on yesterday. So you can look for that probably an update when his card comes out. Man, that's awesome. Yeah. For anybody that uh, gets into collecting baseball cards, uh, Ellie De La Cruz is probably not a bad investment for your money. He does no, not uh, look to be like a uh, minor league warrior. He looks like he's going right. to have a very good career in the majors. 
Yeah, absolutely. And I think you could still grab a couple of his uh, first Bowman's and, and other, you know, just paper, whatever, for a decent price. Same with Jordan Walker. He would be a decent overall investment, I think, as well. I think he's got a lot of long-term potential, um, but, you know, you never know. Another right. thing in base, baseball card news, I don't know if you saw, but Panini's offices got broken into in yes. Texas. So and I got there's... to chatting with Matt from The Great Deception about this. I sent him a screenshot yeah. of that uh, of the news article I found. And what really struck me as odd, Drew, was the last sentence in the article said that the um like the severity of what was taken ranges from inconsequential to irreplaceable. And I'm sitting here thinking, if you're really, if you really got broke into, nothing is inconsequential without consequence. Like, come on, man. So that made me think that that maybe it was an inside job for insurance money or something. I wonder if they right. have in some financial issues and they needed to, or that, or they need to come up with an excuse for certain cards to make it to certain breakers or well, card stores right. or, you know what I'm saying? Cause you know, we've talked about how we believe that well, yeah. these companies send loaded product to right. certain Well, there's all kinds of conspiracies around this. So, you know, because I don't think it's a money thing because, you know, fanatics owns Panini. Now they bought, they act, yes. you know, they acquired them with the top thing. And they, I mean, the, the amount of money that fanatics is thrown around at the hobby, I think is, I think it's overall, it's going to be a good thing, but um, back to this thing. So what I heard, and I haven't had a chance to really dive into it though, but a lot of people were seeing their cards that they were um, had redemptions out because, you know, Panini's been notorious for fulfilling the redemptions. And some people are, you know, waiting two, three years for a, a card yeah. to be signed or whatever. I was reading an article that said that some people had seen their cards that they were waiting for on redemption, right, yeah. for sale on ebay and other places and then now all of a sudden you've got this break-in and a majority of allegedly things that were stolen were redemption items and yeah. uh you know other things come on man if you just come out with it brother just just tell us what happened and you fucked up you made a mistake and you've we... got a crooked ass fucking system of operating Right. Or whatever it is, you know, we promised you, you know, uh, that we were going to be able to fulfill all these redemption cards in a timely manner. But unfortunately, we're not going to be able to. So instead, here's what we're going to do. Right. You know, I, make it right. Instead of g making some bullshit burglary occur to, oh, so now we can, you know, collect. No, that makes it all wor look worse in the long yeah. run for you. Yeah. Because it makes you makes us, it, it, you know, it's like you think we're idiots. We're all right. grown ass people. I don't really know too many kids nowadays that spend all their money on fucking baseball cards and stuff, but I know a bunch of grown men that do. 
<laughs> yes, sir. We're 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 all supposed to, and I and I can define what a man is. You know, it, I know it's twenty twenty three, but I I I know what a man. My mama told me what a man is. <laughs> but why can't we all just quit shooting the shit, quit beating around the bush, call a spade a spade? If you fucked up, you fucked up. You know, right? It, come on. Come on. Call a spit call a spade a spade. What is I that, think are we allowed is, to say that can't... anymore? I didn't know there was anything wrong with that. <laughs> <laughs> but but my thing is is I think the whole hobby has is being presented to guys like you and me that aren't just throwing thousands and thousands of dollars into product on a monthly basis. I think it's being presented to us in a life that makes us believe that we can obtain similar results as far as pulling hits and fire cards right. as other people. Now, with that, they're trying to keep it, keep it's like they're trying to keep us from understanding that we have to spend our everlasting dime to try to make our money back. You're right. not going to be able to go to Walmart now. You might get lucky and just buy a hanger off the shelf. You know, off the shelf, just grab one hanger, and you might have the one one hanger that was in the entire store that had the autograph in it. Right. They want you to believe that every, every other box or every third box, or you know what I'm saying? Like it, when in sure. reality, they might get two cases of series two hangers, and only one of those two cases worth of hangers could have anything in it right absolutely i want to talk about something before we run out of time right quick and i'm sorry to cut you off but we got about no not at all 10 minutes left i want to talk about this uh conspiracy i found is baseball does baseball have masonic origins and so this thing i found this little little uh forum thread and this is what it has to say. The baseball stars are a who's who of famed Freemasons. Grover Alexander, Ty Cobb, Carl Hubel, Branch Rickey, Hannes Wagner, and Cy Young are just a few. It's no mystery that some of, leader, some of the leaders of their time would be Masons, but what of the question were the initial symbolic foundations of baseball Masonic? So... Abner Doubleday is often said to be one of the two fathers of American baseball. Allegedly, Doubleday played the first game at Cooperstown in New York in 1839, and that's the reason that the Baseball Hall of Fame is there. Was Abner Doubleday a Freemason? Uh, It seems that there's little proof of that. Still, the synchronistic underpinning of Abner Doubleday's life from the first shot at Fort Sumter to the president of the Theosophical Society to his final resting place at Arling National Cemetery with an obelisk at his tombstone should not be understated. So this guy had a wild life. Apparently he was among the first that shot at Fort Sumter and uh, this Theosophical Society, I've heard of them. They're kind of like they're one of those OG all men societies that was running around in the 1800s. Most baseball historians, however, note that the links between Alexander 
Cartwright Jr. and the origins of American baseball are much more secure. I would also say that there is no doubt as to Cartwright's heavy Masonic involvement. Aside from his duties at the Honolulu Fire Department, Alexander became involved with many of the aspects of the city through his involvement in Freemasonry. So what's even more interesting than that is somebody commented on this thing and said that the compass and square represent a baseball field. And if you know what the compass and square look like, you know that the square would kind of shape, make the shape from foul pole to home plate and then from back from home plate to the other foul pole on an axis on its, on its, you know, point. And then the bases that we call a diamond are roughly in the shape of the compass. And what's in the middle of the Freemason sign, the logo or whatever, it's a G. Well, in the middle of a baseball diamond, you've got a pitcher's now. So that's something to think about. That that's very interesting. I'm looking up. Uh, uh, I'm reading a little article about it. I don't know, or this is a also a a forum thread. It looks like it's a Reddit forum thread. So I don't know if it's the same one that you were reading. Um, I'm one above top secret. But that you know, that's just... very interesting. It, it would make it. it would make sense around the time that the grown men that made baseball back in the 1800s would be of, you know, in the Mason society because America was full of it. Yeah, at that time. Masonic, right? Oh, well, at that time, I think I think there's still a lot of uh, Freemasons that are prominent members oh, yes. of government and society, and we uh, might end up doing an episode about that because a good friend of mine that's passed away now. Uh, broke a lot of information off with me. That was some pretty interesting times. I've seen the uh, quote-unquote Masonic Bible. Wild stuff, man. Well, we might have to oh, sit yeah. down and talk about that. Yeah, and if you're interested in uh, Masonic stuff like that, my buddy that runs another podcast, I'm going to give him a plug on here real quick, the Justified Belief Podcast. He had um, a very high-ranking masonic member um on his podcast um and they spoke about it it was very very interesting stuff awesome awesome i'm definitely gonna check that out yeah yeah man but you know it was just something that i found interesting i've never seen anybody connect the dots between freemasonry and baseball and then as soon as i seen that comment that said that the field itself represents the the compass and uh, square. I was like, oh yeah, I instantly saw it. Pretty cool. Pretty cool. Yeah, absolutely. I'm looking at this uh, image that they have on uh, this Reddit forum and it looks like I, I don't know where this image is from, but it looks like an old Masonic image and it, I, I could definitely see how the baseball diamond and the compass and you know, that's absolutely, yeah. yeah. That looks like things that make you go, hmm. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah, man, well, I'm, I'm pretty excited, you know, about Sunday. You know, like I yeah, said, I'm excited. Nico, <clears throat> excuse me. 
I'm really yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited to, to talk to him, man. You know, especially I'm excited to know more about his product, you know, and really uh, yeah. dive into him about it, you know, and really, really understand it and get to know it because CBD is a great it's it's great. You know, it's it's great for pain. It's great for anxiety. It's great for sleep. It's great for all kinds of stuff. Of course. And, uh, you know, I, I'm excited, especially if it's a American product. That's something that I love, you know, being a patriot like yourself. So that that's awesome that we get to partner up with them. And I'm excited to seeing some results in the dogs, too. You know? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And we're going to talk about all that more on Sunday. He's going to be the first guest on the show, Drew. First guest on the show. I'm looking forward I'm to pumped, it, man. man. We're really going places. Like this podcast is slowly but surely gaining gaining traction and becoming known throughout more and more circles. And I just, man, I love it, dude. Me I too, brother. It. I, you know, it was. Uh, I know Ryan is looking down and he's got his hand in some of these things that are going on too. He's got his hand in know. everything, man, because oh, I wouldn't absolutely. even know the people that's been reaching out to me if it, if it wasn't for him, because he started yeah, absolutely. all of that networking. He was the one that knew who these folks were. He reached out to them and was like, Hey, I've been listening to you for all this time. And I just started a podcast. What's up? <laughs> and then, right. you know, they were just good enough people to, keep the ball rolling after everything. It's just been, a, it's been an amazing ride and I can't wait until we go even bigger and better because it's coming. And it's, oh, it is. Eventually I'm going to pay there. for, I'm going to pay for this zoom deal and we can have a little longer than 40 minutes. So that's kind of, oh, focused. Yeah. I feel like no sooner than we hit our groove, it's telling us that we're out of time, but you know, that, hey, we'll get it all come. figured out. And you know, and there, there are some bigger, things to talk about my friend and I'll, oh, yeah. i'm excited i'm excited to dabble into oh, some yeah. of the things that we get to speak on oh yes so. I, I'm, I'm just waiting on that i'm just waiting on that but <laughs> all right man let's go ahead and wrap this up uh ladies and gentlemen we thank you so much for your support this has been another episode of the 643 conspiracy my name's hank co-host drew we'll catch y'all next time see y'all Appreciate you.